Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm a saucy 29-year-old who left the corporate world to go on to build a seven-figure online business. But most days, I still feel like I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm obsessed with the process of us getting to figure it out together. We've got epic guests, incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm excited that you're here today because we're talking about a topic that can actually go a lot of different directions. But in particular, I want to talk about competition and having abundance mindset, even when there's competition amongst other women. Okay. So I really want to talk about this topic just because I truly believe to my core that there is room for all of us to be successful as women and together we're better. And it's really important that you and I get on the same page and we take our huge hearts and our gut feeling of wanting to do more and wanting to impact the world and our ambition and drive to make some really positive changes in the world around us. And like, I don't know, it just made me think about this, but I was in a coffee shop once and this guy was like, oh, you seem like you're one of those woo girls, those woo go girl girls. And truth is, while that's a really weird thing to say to someone that's buying an Americano, it's true. I am the type of girl who wants to empower you to chase your dreams. And you're the type of girl that probably wants to empower someone else. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be listening to a podcast called Empower Her. So, Maybe this competition and lack or scarcity mindset and not living in an abundance mindset is a hiccup that you're running into that's holding you back from really going for it. And so I really want to talk about this topic and give you some tangible things that have helped me um, just build a life that I love where I truly to my core feel like I can support my fellow woman. So I want to talk about it in terms of a business standpoint per usual, but I also don't want it to just be about business. I want to dive into a couple of different ways that I think this could be impactful for you, whether you have your own business or you're working in the corporate world, or you're just a 20 or 30 something year old, just trying to figure it out like we all are. But first we need to set the stage here and kind of get on the same page about why we actually do need competition as a whole before we talk about the abundance piece. So competition, let's dive into that topic. Like, why do we actually need it? Well, if you think about it, in business, competition gives us a reason to step up our own game. And this is a really random example, but this morning, Cena and I were walking Lizzie, our dog, to the dog park, and we saw this smoothie bowl shop that popped up like less than a block from another smoothie bowl shop. Like, you know, where you get like $15 smoothie bowls, especially in Southern California, they're like $20. But it popped up literally down the street from another one. And it's funny because last week we were actually chatting about how the other smoothie bowl place really needs to get their ish in check because basically they have a price for their bowl and it's like $12 or $15 and it only gives you the base. And then you have to pay an additional like $1.50 per topping, which is just crazy. And then of course we saw this place pop up and we had to go just like sneak inside and see what their menu looks like to see if they approached their smoothies in a different way. And sure enough, you pay a base price for the bowl and you get unlimited toppings. Boom. 
That right there is a perfect example <laughs> through a smoothie bowl in downtown San Diego <laughs> that we need competition. If companies just monopolize one particular area, then there's no need for the other smoothie bowl shop to step their game up, right? If they were the only smoothie bowl business in downtown San Diego, the other smoothie bowl business wouldn't have an opportunity to come in, look at what's working and do it better. Look at the example of taxis and Uber. How much more convenient is it when you're in an Uber and it pays through your app? Because Uber took what taxis were already doing and made it better. They tweaked an existing product and made it better. They became taxis competition. So now taxi better step their game up if they want to survive, right? That's how our economy works. And honestly, it would negatively impact consumers like us forcing us to pay $1.50 for a tablespoon of like hemp seed, which I just think is crazy if there wasn't competition, right? I digress because I could go down the smoothie train for all of eternity. But basically, I just want us to get on the same page that regardless of business, whether it's a smoothie bowl place, a clothing company, that competition does serve the consumers. And I specifically do want to take a second and talk about network marketing in the same regard, because I know a lot of women, maybe yourself included, listen to this that are in network marketing, whether it's Beachbody or another company. So I want to talk about this. Some people are extremely motivated by competition, right? We make competition seem like it's the bad thing, but like some people are really motivated by that. So if that's the case, wouldn't friendly competition make everybody step their game up? And if you really believe in your product and how it can serve people, for example, in the Beachbody community, if you believe in the workout programs and the nutrition supplements, wouldn't you want more people to have access to that because you believe that these products and programs change people's lives, right? So wouldn't competition, which makes everybody step their game up, in particular, the people that are motivated by competition, in turn, help more people love their lives more? right? So if there was no competition, you were the only one doing it, you would have no need to constantly push and grow and drive. And then one last example on this before we dive into two specific things I want to talk about is for the people that do push really hard towards their dream because they are driven by competition and they want to be the best. There's nothing wrong with that, whether that's in business or network marketing or starting a nonprofit or wanting to impact X amount of people with their product or program or training or whatever. Doesn't that them pushing themselves, right, to show up as their biggest, boldest, most, you know, extravagant selves show other people what's possible? And maybe if we see her, let's just use an example, her, we see her showing up, living her best life and she's competitive and she's going for it and she's really, really going for it. Doesn't that show you what's possible and kind of make you want to step your own game up to set bigger goals because you've seen someone do it? That's a beautiful thing, right? So I do want to dive more into a couple of different ways to actually apply this in your life in terms of how to combat that negativity towards competition or your fellow woman. But I do think it's important that we can get at least a little bit on the same page, even if you don't totally agree with everything I just said, that there are some benefits to competition and competition gets a bad rap, right? We may say competition, but really if we can hone in on how we sometimes look at competition and as like a negative thing and that it holds us back and instead think, how can this serve us? I think we can use it to change a lot of people's lives, mostly ours, right? So 
Let's talk about two areas that sometimes hold us back and how we can actually combat them, right? Since you know on this podcast, we're all about that action, right? So I want to give you some tangible things you can actually implement or tweak your mindset around to see competition as an awesome thing. And number one, I want to talk about when we come from a scarcity place or develop this really negative naysaying mindset or headspace toward our fellow woman that we have deemed as our competition, when instead we've got an opportunity right there to flip the script and use that to serve us and to serve her because she doesn't deserve that. And number two, I want to talk about why we're scared of competition in general and how we can actually reframe to really have this abundant mindset to believe that there's room for all of us to be successful. However, each individual defines success because obviously that's different person to person. So the first section of this, number one, when we come from a scarcity place or a negative headspace towards our fellow woman that we've deemed as competition, it's like we've decided that she has something that we want or she is doing something better and seeing more success. So we don't like her because of that. But in reality, wouldn't you rather just because it would feel better, be authentically happy for her rather than discrediting her success? I would honestly, simply because I think it's the nice thing to do, but it feels better. Does like harboring negativity towards a person like feel in your body good when it's like, look at her or it's like, look at her. Yeah. Same thing. Different reaction feels real different in your body. So the biggest way that I've overcome this is I've challenged myself and just kind of reworked my brain to constantly pop the hood on what I perceive and if it's actually true, right? We talk about this all the time in this podcast. Is the story that you're creating actually true or is it actually not serving you or anyone else? Do you really know what she's doing to get to her goals? Or are you creating a story that her life is easier than yours as an excuse? Are you creating a story that she has an advantage that you don't have? that she has support that you don't have, resources that you don't have, a skill set that you don't have, maybe that's a gut check moment. Because all of a sudden we don't like her because we've created a story that she has something that we don't have when in reality we're using that as an excuse. Oops, called it, been there, done that. If you're in this and you're like, Kaish, that's exactly what I'm doing, but I don't want to admit it. I hear you, I've been there. But honestly, if you think about it, Are you so damn focused on her that you're not even getting to work on you and your goals, trying to improve you, trying to get better and fail? Because we know when you fail, you get the opportunity to grow through what you go through and you can learn and then develop yourself and your confidence from getting back up after that failure. Are you looking at her and thinking that she has some secret sauce? And are you waiting for something to fall into your lap while homegirl is out there working for it? And are you scrolling and she's doing? Hmm. I know that sounds harsh, but I've had to give myself that gut check before. We often create these stories that don't serve us and we blame competition or an undeserving woman for not letting us get where we want to go when we are the ones that need to believe in ourselves. We don't need anyone else to believe in us and we need to create stories that can serve us because in reality, we can never control if there's someone out there doing the same thing as us, but we can control ourselves and how we perceive and use their success to motivate us or to piss us off. I would choose the one that's going to feel better. 
And honestly, if you believe in what you're doing, do you need her? Because she's proof that the market needs the product or service she's selling. If she is out there selling it, right? I would say you need her as an example. If you're not where she is yet in her business or in her life, or if, you, if she's accomplished some things that you want to accomplish, don't you need her to show you that it, it can be done? If she's selling dog biscuits, I don't know where that example came from, but if she's selling dog biscuits and you have another brand of dog biscuits, isn't it cool to see that she's doing that because you can now do it your way because you know that the market supports that because she's crushing it, right? Because honestly, when we really peel it back and we take out all this negativity, truthfully, do you really have the bandwidth to serve everyone? If you think about every single person that needs you know, a health and fitness program, if they all came to you right now, could you still honor your priorities if they all signed up to join your business? Could you? I know I couldn't how would I ever honor my other priorities in my life if everybody, all 7 billion people in the world all of a sudden needed me? I need other people because I don't have the bandwidth to serve everyone as one person. And the last example, and girl, I'll always you know, let you debate me if you don't agree. And I love that conversation, but this one's just not even up for debate because like, this is just truth. Not everyone's going to vibe with you. Not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to like your style. Just like not everyone vibes with me. I know there are some people that are chugging their haterade. And honestly, to each their own. I'm way too much for some people. I'm not enough for others. And I'm just right for some. I can't control it. That's the best part. I can just be me. But truthfully, you need competition. You need other people doing that thing. Right? That's an abundant mindset. Like, I need all of these people because I need to get better. I need to grow. I need to be a better human. I need to have a better product. I need to constantly evolve. I need to get creative with my marketing. I need to get creative with how I approach it. And because truthfully, I just don't have enough hours in the day to serve everyone that needs it. And not everybody's going to like me. Right? I can recognize that I legit do not have the bandwidth to serve every single person that needs coaching or, you know, like in my case, Beachbody products and programs, considering there are 7 billion people in the world. And to take that coaching example specifically for any Beachbody people or network marketers, do I feel like I am the most qualified person to work and mentor with coaches who are in their 20 or 30s, who work in the corporate world, everything on paper feels really great, but deep down they have a gut feeling that they want more and they don't know what the hell more is. So they feel like they're crazy and they really like a truth bomby, real talk, girl's girl type of coach that wants to help them. Yes. I do believe that I'm that person that can serve that demographic because I was that girl. I get that girl so hard to my core. I think about her every single day I wake up. I know I can help her. But on the flip side, and this is the abundance mindset hack, really think about this. Do I actually feel to my core deep down that it will wake me up and make me push towards my goals that I'm the most qualified to help the person that has 150 plus pounds to lose, who struggled with postpartum depression after having three children, whose spouse is verbally abusive. Do I think I'm the most qualified to help that person? No, I don't. Right? But she needs help. Sure, I could help her, but the person that I can serve on a massively impactful level has a story like mine where I can say, girl, I get you. 
so loud and clear. I don't even have to pretend like I understand your story. I get it. Everybody has a different story, but I can understand the feeling associated with it because I've been there. So I need competition. I actually need people doing the exact same business with the exact same products and programs because I cannot help everyone that needs to be helped alone. So if you believe in what you're doing, whether that's blogging, like you're a health blogger, whether you're in network marketing, whether you're writing a book, whether you're wanting to start an Etsy shop, right? Not everyone's going to vibe with you. And if you really believe that your product has a space in the world that needs to be created, you got to get on board with that. It feels better. And number two, how can we reframe to truly have an abundant mindset to believe to our core, not just for lip service, because lip service doesn't change how you feel, that there is room for all of us to be successful, however we define success, because everybody defines it differently. And the best tip I've got for that, decide. Simple as that. We see the need, especially as women, to support our fellow women. Because think about it. Who do you admire? Why do you admire them? It's really awkward, just so you know, to like give really long, dramatic pauses on a podcast. So I'm just going to not leave that dead air there. But really think about who you admired, why you admire them in your head. Think of someone. I thought of someone. And I can tell you, it's not a woman that's naysaying other women. It's not a woman that's talking crap about why she thinks this person is more successful than her. It's not another woman that's writing off another woman's success as quote unquote lucky. Oh, she got lucky. If I had what she had, I could do it too. But you know, she has more BS. I doubt it's a woman who's sitting and not taking action and just bitching about herself and how all of the cards that she was dealt with just don't serve her. If she had a better you know, hand that she was dealt with, she could be more successful. I doubt the person that you admire so deeply, that first person that came to your mind, I doubt she does any of those things. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I do not admire people that bitch about other women or naysay about other women or write off another woman's success as lucky and don't recognize her hard work. Because at the end of the day, we know, we know, we know, we know this freaking Pinterest quote that I've probably posted on Instagram. I definitely have multiple times now that I think about it. We know that it says a hell of a lot more about Susie than Sally. If Susie is talking smack about Sally all day, every day, you don't want to be that girl. You want to empower women, empower yourself to train your brain to be abundant, girl. You want to be the girl that celebrates other women, especially if you want other women to celebrate you. Be the friend you want. Be the coach you want. Be the cheerleader you want. Be the girlfriend You want to be, right? And if you're here with me, we're girlfriends, perhaps spirit animals. As Some really funny DMs I've gotten recently that I'm certain people's spirit animal and I love that. And honestly, I just want to tell you, girl, we're in this together. There's going to be seasons where this is easier to do and harder to do depending upon your current state, but we always get a choice. We get a choice to acknowledge that competition is necessary for us to step up our game. And we get a choice if we want to come from a scarcity place, a negative headspace towards our fellow woman who we decided is our competition, or we can flip the script and we can serve ourselves and that person with it, right? 
We're going to be in this together, girl. Forever, ever, forever, ever. Thanks for being here today. Talk to you soon, girl. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you share it with your girlfriends or better yet, post it on Instagram stories and tag me. Then I can personally say thank you for helping me get this message out there. And if you didn't vibe with it, just keep that to yourself. I'm kind of new here. Still trying to figure it all out. Talk to you soon, girl. <laughs>